0: Hi there, welcome to the 39th episode of Snippets. Most of us find squint to be a daunting topic. Today, we are going to make it simpler and easier for our listeners. For that, we have with us Dr. Mohamed Syed and Dr. Akila Ramkumar who are going to talk to us in detail about Brown Syndrome.
1: Hi there, welcome to this episode of Snippets on conversations about Brown Syndrome. I am Dr. Syed Muhammad, Fellow in Pediatric Ophthalmology and today we have Dr. Akila Kumar, Senior Consultant of Pediatric Ophthalmology from Sankara Netralaya. Through this podcast, we wish to provide a better understanding of Brown's Syndrome. Welcome ma'am. Thank you, Syed, for that introduction. Harold Wally Brown in
0: 1949 described a vertical strabismus syndrome. Characterized by a limited elevation of the eye in adapted position and called it the superior oblique tendon sheath syndrome. The incidence of Brown syndrome is relatively rare, being 1 in 450 strabismus cases. Although mostly unilateral, 5 to 10 percentage can present bilaterally and can either be congenital or acquired. Coexistence of the congenital Brown syndrome has been reported with Duvan syndrome and crocodile tears, congenital ptosis. Marcus Gunn's movements, coloboma of the choroid, and congenital cardiac diseases as well.
1: What are different theories of Brown syndrome?
0: The original theory, as proposed by Brown, as grabbing the elevation deficit to an anomalous shortened inelastic sheath of the anterior reflective component of the superior oblique tendon, has long been abandoned. But still, the precise mechanism of the restriction remains an enigma and is probably multifactorial. Various theories have been proposed including the trochlear or tendon trochlear complex abnormalities which causes impact slippage of the tendon through the anomalous trochlear like the retro trochlear thickening of the superior oblique tendon. The other theory is the short or the inelastic tendon which at present is the most widely accepted. Other proposed hypotheses is the pseudoparalysis of the inferior oblique due to a short tendon of the superior oblique or anomalous check ligaments on the inferior oblique insertion? Brown's has also been proposed to be part of the congenital cranial disinnervation syndrome, wherein the electromyographic studies have shown a co contraction of the superior oblique and the inferior oblique. There is something
1: similar to a Duvan's retraction syndrome. What is acquired Brown's syndrome?
0: Now, acquired Brown syndrome may present similar to that of a congenital Browns, but the possible causes are more varied. And these can be attributed to the etiologies causing the shortening of the superior oblique tendon or due to damage to the trochlea. Now, systemic diseases include dysthyroid diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, global anemias, Jowland syndrome, SLE, to name a few. Now, rheumatoid arthritis, Jogren's and systemic lupus erythematosus causes inflammation and fibrosis. Leading to thickening of the muscle entering the trochlea. There is trauma to the trochlea, scleral buckling surgeries, peribular blocks, blepharoplasty, glaucoma valve surgeries, and sinus surgeries leads to scarring and shortening of the tendon. And oblique tendon tucking procedures and thyroid myopathy causes tightening of the oblique tendon, resulting in an acquired Brown syndrome. The blowout fractures and fat adherence secreting to an inferior oblique surgery limits the passive limitation of adduction. And cysts in the superior oblique tendon results in an impact slippage of the muscle through the trochlea. Now older children or adults may note an intermittent diplopia or perhaps pain and tenderness with eye movement or on palpation over the trochlear region. Unlike in cases of congenital browns, acquired cases may need a neuroimaging of the orbit with attention to the trochlea and will need a systemic evaluation as suggested by the associated constitutional symptoms, such as arthritis or other connective
1: tissue diseases. What are clinical features of Brown syndrome?
0: The children with congenital browns may present with an inability to elevate an eye, or a torticollis, that is, a chin up and a face turn to the opposite side, or just the observation that the two eyes do not move together, or at times even on a routine eye examination. Now, an re examination. These children usually have a deficient elevation in adduction, a lesser elevation deficiency in midline, a minimal or no elevation deficit in abduction, and a minimal or a no superior oblique overaction. Now the other variable features associated with congenital browns are divergence and upcase producing a V pattern or a Y pattern. And a positive force duction test for the superior oblique, a downshoot and adduction. An anomalous head posture, a widening of the palpebral fissure on attempted adduction, and a primary position hypotropia.
1: How do we differentiate Brown's syndrome from other conditions with elevation restriction?
0: The restrictive abducens deficiency of Brown's must be differentiated from a parietic deficiency of the inferior oblique. Now, inferior oblique palsy is usually associated with an A pattern, a positive head tilt test, and a negative FTT and the superior oblique overaction. Whereas Brown's is frequently associated with a V pattern and abcase, a no or very little superior oblique overaction, and a definitive positive superior oblique traction test. And in monocular elevation deficiency, the elevation deficiency in abduction is equal to or even greater than that present on adduction and mostly is associated with atosis. The congenital fibrosis of the inferior rectus or multiple extraocular muscles causes an upgaste deficiency with again an A pattern isotropia and an associated ptosis. An NRA syndrome after an inferopic surgery can limit elevation and the elevation deficiency is again maximal in abduction. Now the other differential diagnosis such as a blood fracture with infiorectus entrapment, thyroid ophthalmopathy should be readily apparent by the history and the associated findings.
1: How do we manage Brown syndrome?
0: The management of grounds can be broadly classified under two categories. One is your conservative line of management, other being the surgical management. Observation is appropriate for mild or moderate cases in which the onset is unclear. Spontaneous resolution may occur even in the presumed congenital and probably more often in the acquired cases. Elevation and adduction exercises has also been proposed to improve the condition. The oral corticosteroids, cardicosteroid injections in the area of the trochlea, Help in early resolution, and in arthritis or connective tissue diseases, systemic treatment of the underlying disease should be considered. And coming to the surgical management, the main aim of the surgical management to correct the hypotropia and primary gaze, reduce the objectionable downshoot, increase the up gaze, and expand the binocular diplopia free freely. Now you have something called as the absolute indications and the relative indications, and the absolute indication being severe or a constant congenital Brown syndrome that threatens the loss of binocularity and development of amblyopia in the involved eye and relative indications would be primary position hypotropia there is severe Brown syndrome or a Brown's plus syndrome with or without an altered head posture and an unacceptable downshoot in adduction which is
1: the modern Brown syndrome. What are various surgical procedures done in Brown syndrome? Now, do you
0: know, the superior oblique tendon has proved more effective than the removal of the tendon sheath. And severing the entire tendon can lead to an unpredictable result resulting in a superior oblique palsy. And an ipsilateral inferior oblique recession with the tenotomy has been proposed by Parks to reduce the effect of the superior oblique palsy. Wright described the insertion of the silicon expander that elongates the superior oblique tendon. Another method of weakening the oblique is graded recession which was proposed by Calderia and also the chicken or the loop sutures to lengthen the oblique tendon. Michael et al. proposed an effective treatment of severe congenital bronze with the oblique split lengthening. And trochlear reconstruction has been done in certain cases of acquired bronze in order to improve the elevation limitation as well.
1: With that we come to the end of this discussion. To summarize, Brown syndrome is a vertical strabismus syndrome characterized by limited elevation of the eye in an adducted position. The most widely accepted theory of the cause of Brown syndrome is that of a congenitally short or inelastic tendon. Acquired Brown syndrome can be attributed to the etiologies causing the shortening of superior oblique tendon or due to the damage of trochlea. Important clinical features are deficient elevation in adduction, V pattern or Y pattern strabismus, positive force duction testing, downshoot on adduction. Brown syndrome should be differentiated from inferior oblique palsy, monoocular elevation deficit, congenital fibrosis of extraocular muscles, superior oblique overaction, and mechanical restrictions. Management includes observation for milder cases, steroid and treating underlying systemic causes for acquired cases, and surgical management is indicated in severe Brown syndrome with hypotropia in primary position, abnormal head position, and downshoot on adduction. Thank you very much, Dr. Akila Ma'am, for such an informative conversation about Brown syndrome, and I hope all of them enjoyed it.
0: Thank you, Syed, and thanks to the Snippets team for this opportunity.